Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. tuning in to episode number 71 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co. CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and today we are answering the question, what is a virtual CFO, also known as a VCFO? You may see that term thrown around here and there. And you may be wondering, you know, what is what does this person do? What could I achieve in my business working with a virtual CFO? And we want to answer all of those questions in today's episode. So helping me answer those questions today is Katina Peters. Hi, Katina. Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm doing well, barring the call I got just got from my daughter's school <laughs> about injuries. <laughs> She's okay, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah, that always throws it off a little bit. Like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, all you. good. How about you? Doing pretty good. It's a nice sunshiny day here. Good spring day in Montana, so it's nice to see some sunlight and some warm weather. Um, so yeah, that puts everybody in a good mood. <laughs> good. <That laughs> so good with the energy for the episode too. So yeah, absolutely. So let's answer the question. We won't keep people waiting. What is a virtual CFO? Sure. So, you know, first, I think we're, I mean, we're going to talk about this in the terms of a virtual CFO, but obviously the role is very similar to a quote unquote just CFO, right? right. So we're going to talk about a lot of, uh, you know, what is the CFO and and kind of in conjunction with that, what is a virtual CFO? Because the role obviously is, is the same, just kind of how it's gone about and some other things are different in the virtual side of it. So, you know, a CFO, that's your chief financial officer. So, um, so I think sometimes, you know, actually just spelling out what a CFO means kind of helps people to be okay this is the person that's chiefly responsible for the finances of the organization right I mean that's that's the title chief financial officer and then we're gonna talk about obviously things that fall under that but that's something that I think just high level helps to be like okay you know is this a financial thing for the business then probably that's going to be obviously in the purview of the chief financial officer right so they do things like overseeing your accounting processes and the results of the accounting, driving financial strategic planning on the finance side of the business. And when you say that, it also really folds in, right? It really folds into the other strategic processes, to the marketing strategy, to the business operations strategy. It's all can't have one without the other, right? So there is that, but obviously there's going to be that CFO's focus on the financial side of things and how that all interplays. Doing things like, you know, your strategic budget, your financial model and forecasting for the business, you know, what does that look like? What should it look like? And tweaking those things as we go. Looking at cash flow, right? They're going to be responsible for reporting back to the leadership team about what the cash the current cash flow situation is, what the projected cash flow situation is 
bumps in the road that might be expected, coming up, help, helping to come up with solutions for how to resolve those potential cash flow issues, if there are any that need to be resolved. They're going to be helping with managing your key performance indicators and the financial metrics, not only managing them, but identifying what's important, helping you to identify what's important as a leadership team. And also setting up systems to report on that that are easy. So, you know, kind of being a driver involved in that, that may not mean that the CFO is doing all, obviously, the nitty gritty work for that part of it, but they're overseeing the team, the accounting team or whoever's involved in the process and in getting that system structured and getting the right inputs so that we can get the right outputs to really manage the business with. Okay. They also get involved in things like overseeing regulatory compliance. So if you have to file tax returns or sales tax returns or any other compliance related things, you have to submit financials for a bank loan or what have you. They're going to be, you know, overseeing that and working, you know, maybe they aren't necessarily doing the tax returns or maybe they are, but they're going to be overseeing to make sure that you're staying in compliance as a business so you don't get in trouble and have penalties and things like that going on. So helping you kind of just manage those processes there. And again, of course, they're going to be looking at the financial performance of the business, reporting that back to the leadership team on a regular basis. So everybody got has their pulse on what's going on with the business financially. And what does that really mean? Not just here's some financials, um, you yeah. know, but really giving you the what for in that way. Okay, here's the financials and here's what we're seeing in the financials. Here's what, you know, what this means, what it looks like. How's the strength of the company look? How does, you know, this financial performance impacting the company and where we're at right now? So kind of really digging into that storyline of what does that really mean? Not just here's some financials, right? So, right. so that's kind of, uh, I would say in a nutshell, but I felt like that was a little bit longer than a nutshell. <laughs> There's an overview, I guess, <laughs> big the way to put it. Yeah, big nut. Um, yes. Overview kind of of what the CFO would be involved in in a business and helping to manage a business. Yeah. And I know you said, you know, if we're, as we're defining a virtual CFO, we're kind of it's, uh, it falls under the umbrella of CFO. And there's a lot of terms that are thrown around that, you know, CFO, chief financial officer, right? VCFO mm-hmm. or virtual CFO, fractional CFO services. What can you explain the difference between some of these for people who might be confused as to what that means? Confused about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think, I mean, the, the gist of it is, you know, we kind of just went over what the CFO should be involved in, right? So whether they're virtually assisting you as a company or you're hiring a CFO in-house, those similar things should be being paid attention to, right? Regardless of how that goes. So you want we want to make sure that that's being covered, right? The business needs that coverage. So, so I would say a CFO that's in-house, obviously they're going to be in the business every day. You know, that's their job. That's their position. They're not going to be outside of that, you know, maybe working with other clients or doing other things. And so that is going to be different in a virtual environment, typically speaking, a virtual CFO. And I would say fractional, you know, is similar to virtual, but we go into some of the differences there as well. But that virtual CFO is going to come in and do similar things with the business as your you know, full-time CFO that's sitting in the office, but they're probably going to have more businesses and be able to spread some of that cost out, still have the same impact. So maybe you're a bigger business that needs a CFO, but maybe not huge where you want somebody there all day, every day, you know, but you need that same expertise and that same help in driving the business forward, but maybe you don't need somebody full-time, you know, 40 hours a week type of circumstance. And then 
for fractional CFO, um, it, you could see how a virtual and fractional could be similar, right? It's fractional is like, okay, we're fractioning it out to different businesses. But my the difference that I've seen, and obviously this is a matter of semantics, so it could be defined depending on who's defining the term, right? right? But fractional typically is more like bits and pieces, like, oh, we'll, we'll do this or we'll do that. You kind of put together, these are the things that we're going to do with you and have that agreement. So it's not typically not as overarching from what I've experienced. Um, whereas, you know, the virtual CFO is going to really be that overarching approach to everything and being involved at that level. So, okay. Does that make sense so yes. far? Yeah. And I thank you for giving that kind of overview because I just sure. in looking at, at the services that are available, I know I've come across that multiple times. And since we are in that industry, it's a little more clear, but I think someone from the outside looking in might be a little overwhelmed at all that. Right. Understandably, <laughs> for sure. It's like when I look at, you know, construction and how to build things and how I'm supposed to do that. Right? It's like, yeah, the industry I'm in, I don't understand it all. I, right. My husband's in the industry. I go talk to him about it. So I exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as virtual CFOs, that's what we're going to focus on because we do have that expertise so we can share some insights into how that works. And one of the next questions we get is how would a virtual CFO work with my company? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like they're not sitting there every day with you in the office, right. Or what have you. Right. So yeah, that's going to be a different experience for sure. So that's a very natural question. I think for people to come and say, well, how to, how does this work exactly? You're not here all the time. You know, what, what do I get? How does this work? So, you know, obviously virtual in nature is going to be virtual. So <laughs> that's a pretty straightforward one. But beyond that, what, you know, if you're working with a virtual CFO or looking to work with a virtual CFO, and we'll go into some more of this in our next episode to kind of how to, to go about that. But you want to be making sure that you're working with somebody that has that experience, that has those processes in place. So the biggest thing that you want at this level, right, chief financial officer, you want a decision maker, uh, somebody who is, um, you know, obviously, they're going to work with the leadership team, they're just not going to willy nilly make decisions, but, but you want somebody who's really grabbing hold of that role and driving that role, right? This is not a tell me what to do role. <laughs> right? So right. you as the business owner, though you're involved in all the decisions, those kinds of things, they should be driving, telling you this is what we should do, getting your agreement, making sure everybody's on the same page. But this should should not be that top down kind of approach. It should be that person in that role whether it's CFO or virtual CFO doing that. So I think sometimes with the fractional CFO and the virtual CFO, that can get lost a little bit. Mm. So I'm bringing that up in that it, it kind of covers both virtual and non-virtual, but it's important, especially from what I've seen in the virtual side, because you want to make sure that you're still having that person that's partnering with you, really helping you drive your business forward, et cetera. So they should have a system in place where they have specific things that they always do. Yes, it's customizable to the business, right? Every business is different, but there are some natural things that CFOs need to be doing that are the same for every business. It's just, you know, the, the nuances and the details that get different. So things like having weekly meetings, having meetings that are specifically focused on strategic planning, having meetings specifically focused on performance, KPIs, having meetings specifically focused on cash flow. So having a very structured approach 
from a virtual CFO is what you want, right? You want somebody who can, you know, really drive the business forward because everybody that's in a CFO, CEO, COO role, that is their job, right? They need to be driving this business forward in their capacity. And then this case would be the financial capacity, but that needs to happen. So working virtually, you know, obviously, and a lot of people are very familiar working virtually at this point anyway, right? Right. Because a lot of us have been working from home, but yeah, you're going to have you know, you're going to have these face-to-face meetings, do leadership team over Zoom, over GoToMeeting, whatever platform you're using. And that needs to be on a regular basis um, so that you're really connecting and you want your VCFO to be part of that business, right? It needs to be regular enough that that VCFO is involved in what's going on. They know what's going on in the business. Um, it's very hard to operate as a CFO in the dark or missing pieces, right? So they need to be really part of that and they need to have that accountability and kind of that partnership attitude going in there. And like like we said, not just a doer, not just, you know, getting orders coming down from the top, but really standing up for what's best for the business. Right. And as you were saying, you know, the CFO should be leading that conversation and doing those things. It brought me back to the construction. Like you don't want to hire a contractor and be having to tell them when they need to hook up the dishwasher versus when the flooring should go in. Like they should know how to do that (laughs) and be advising you on those things. So um, perfect sense. It, It should be something that gets off of your plate, not more things that you have to worry about and another person to manage and make sure that processes are put in place and things like that. Right. And, you know, and one of the differences too with an in-house versus a virtual CFO is you have a wider array of of experience involved. You have them looking at the industry wide, working with other companies in the industry, uh, really involved in that. So they're not necessarily pigeonholed into just your company, but they're seeing things from other companies that are working, other ideas, things that work well, et cetera. Not that we're ever sharing, you know, trade secrets, <laughs> so to speak, but, but they're going to be able to help drive that business forward as far as that goes too. So that's kind of another just kind of difference typically between a fractional or virtual CFO and an in house CFO. They have just a different view of things because of how they're set up to work. Mm, That's a good point. Just a different perspective, maybe more insight into a specific industry or something like that too. That's interesting. Yeah. So the next thing we want to address is why do I need a CFO or a virtual CFO? Either case, or, you know, we can throw fractional CFO services in there too, but how do I know when I get to that point that I need that? Yeah, I mean, I think really you're, you know, kind of at the point where, typically speaking, at least you're not maybe in, (laughs) this sounds silly, but not in control, maybe of the whole business, like you're, it's starting to grow beyond you, you know, as a business owner, you know, because you you can't kind of keep your finger on everything. I mean, I'm a little biased personally. I think everybody could kind of use a CFO, but realistically, you know, getting to the the level where you're making enough revenues and, you know, in that space where, you know, you feel like you're needing that partnership in things. Um, So maybe things are getting more complex tax wise, you're getting more complex accounting wise, or you really don't, you can't figure out why maybe you're bringing in a lot of revenue, but you're not seeing the cash, for example, you know, what's going on with that. So you have maybe some more, you know, financial questions with regards to how the business is doing, you can't seem to push it to that next level. So you need, you know, you really need somebody who's got that seasoned professional experience to lend to the business partnering together with you to be able to help strategically plan and grow the business. So I think that 
you know, when you're at that level and looking kind of to get to that next level with your business and there's some telltale signs, things feel a little out of control. You're not sure why certain things are happening financially. You're looking to grow uh, and it's not, you're not able to kind of get to that next growth level. Those are kind of good signs and good areas where you can tell, okay, I probably need to diversify and start talking to somebody like a VCFO who can help you know, lend their experience and get some structure in place for, from a financial perspective and from a strategic, strategic planning perspective. Right. Okay. You know, and one thing I know we're going to talk about a little bit more in our next planned episode is costs. So the other thing to look at is, you know, looking at a CFO, a full-time person with that level of experience, that's going to be a pretty sizable costs, right, that you're looking to take on. So maybe looking at it from a perspective of the virtual CFO so that you can get still that same level of experience and and leverage that um, on a more of a part-time basis, basically, but still get a lot of bang for your buck as far as where you're going with your business. That's another thing to consider as well, kind of looking at that side of things. Yeah. And I think that comes down to looking at the different options and comparing, you know, do I want to bring someone in-house versus looking at outsourcing that a a little bit first? Right. And I think the other thing we talked about with regards to that is also kind of that level of accountability. Like, Mm. um, you know, if you're in that level of your business, you've likely never hired a CFO. You've likely never, you know, been, been involved with maybe a level of a CFO where you really have experience knowing what you're looking for, how to screen that person, those kinds of things. So another thing that that kind of helps is you're you know, it's a little, it's, it's typically more, you know, dangerous, if you want to call it that, to hire someone in-house, especially when you don't understand the job, right? You're not the right. CFO expert, right? So it's hard for you um, as the owner to oversee a position that you really, I, I wouldn't say you don't understand it, you understand what it's supposed to do, but you don't understand the ins and outs of it and all the details, and you shouldn't. I mean, that's not, right. not what your job is to be, right? Um, so, yeah. So when you're looking at, at that and looking at, from that perspective, also, you're mitigating your risk. You know, you have somebody that is working with other businesses, um, will have references and experience ratings and those kinds of things that you can help, you know, to gauge your decision on. Whereas when you're hiring in-house, it's a, a little trickier, usually. Yeah. No, thank you for addressing that. And like you said, we're going to cover that more in depth in episode number 72, where we're talking about how to hire a CFO or a virtual CFO, because that's, you know, the cost and accountability and things like that are going to come more into play. So we'll have a more in-depth conversation about that in, in our next episode. But I think it's important to address and be a part of this episode too, because it, it's important and, and sometimes difficult to navigate too. And I think a lot of people, when they hear, oh, you need a CFO, they automatically think, well, I can't afford that. Right. You know, and with these new options, when it comes to virtual CFO, fractional CFO, it kind of opens the door to some other options and some more flexibility in how that's set up and how you can work with someone to, to leverage that knowledge without having to take on someone in-house too. So it's, it definitely just provides more opportunities. So you mentioned a couple of factors that might signal when I need to bring a CFO in. Are there any others that we need to worry about beyond, you know, basically, hey, my taxes are getting more complex, or I want to be more profitable, but I'm not sure how? What else should we consider? 
Yeah, yeah. And I think I, mean, I think I mentioned the financial model and, you know, strategic plan, but I want to kind of come back around to that a little bit as well, because I know a lot of people may not know, like, well, what's the difference between a financial mon- model and a budget, for example? Yeah. And they are different. They have similarities. And there's things that a lot of times will use your financial model to build your budget. But a financial model is really a model of your business. Like, okay, I need X number of professionals to service X number of clients and I need X number of assistants to help those professionals and I need X number of operational and administrative people to fill this in. Um, so that's an example of, of part of the model that you'd be building. I mean, there's other things that go into that model, like certain costs and marketing and you know software costs and those kinds of things. But it's really to model the business for scaling to make sure that your overall business model is it works like that. It's not a failing business model. Right. So you build this model to make sure, okay, I've got all the pieces and parts and that model will likely change over time as you get more information, but that model can be applied to any time period. So it's typically taken at, at, uh, you know, can you look at it at a month or look at a lot of times we'll look at it as like a year, but we take that model and we can move it five years down the line and plug stuff into it. And, you know, as long as the model is a good model and it works, um, then we can say, okay, this is where we want to be in five years based on how our financial model works. And, and we can see kind of what, what do we need to do to get there? Like, you know, we see the components of the model changing, like the number of people, the types of software, the, you know, whatever the case may be. But the model is really to look at the viability of the business and to help plan strategically. Okay. Whereas a budget, as you can see, is similar. You still need to know how many people and what your costs are and those kinds of things, but your budget really has more to do with this, you know, this next 12 months, what's our budget going to be? You know, what is our revenue goals? And then how much costs are we going to have in that budget? So it's a little more specific to the time period and specific to the actual hiring that you're planning on doing, specific to the actual software rollouts you're planning on doing, et cetera. Whereas the model is kind of higher level makes sense. So I like to talk about that because I think even in in the accounting world, people can get a little confused about the differences between that. Right. But it's really important to have a viable business model, first and foremost, right? Okay, so having that built and working on that is very important. So I just wanted to bring that kind of define it a little bit better. So is it a program that you have to invest in to build this? Or is this something that a CFO can help you build on on their own, like bringing in a VCFO, they could help you put that together. Yes. And that is something that the CFO, a VCFO or, or in-house CFO should know how to do and should be doing on a regular basis. And there's different software platforms that it can be done on. Um, but I think, I, you know, typically speaking, unless you have a pretty decent accounting background, I wouldn't recommend somebody trying to necessarily build their own model, um, but it can be done, obviously. So I think somebody, though, with the experience of of the accounting background of being a CFO, a VCFO, is going to have a lot, obviously, a leg up, right? Just like anything else. Right. If you've done it before, you're going to run into things that you didn't think of, etc. So there's just always that experience to help one to the process. So, okay, kind of went off on a trail a little bit there, but I just wanted to explain that a little bit and how important it is yeah well it's easy to throw these terms out but it's you know okay what does that mean though okay great financial model that sounds fancy but what does that actually do (laughs) to my business 
Right. Exactly. Yep. And then, okay. So then kind of going back to when a business needs a CFO and some of those things. So having a financial model. So if you don't have a financial model and you're at that level where you're trying to grow the business and adding people and things are a little crazy, that would be a good sign to maybe look at talking to somebody in there. And then also, let's see, when you're looking at your strategic planning, so first of all, lending to your strategic plan, but then also execution, right? So if you're struggling in your business with executing your strategic plan, that's usually a sign that you need somebody who can champion those things with you. And they can, you know, they can help to push you along as a business owner, they can help push the leadership team along, and they can work directly in some cases with the accounting department or whoever in regards to that is going on, but someone who can actually help develop and and, and also execute that strategy and make sure things are staying on track. So that's another time that you need to be looking at a CFO if things don't seem like they're quite going in that direction when you're trying to get your strategic plan together and trying to get it implemented as well. So you also want to, maybe you don't feel like you know and understand your business finances. Like I mentioned a little bit before, you know, you're making money, but you can't seem to keep the cash around and you're not sure what's going on with it, etc. Having that knowledge is very valuable and informative on a management perspective. It also helps ease your mind. Like, you know, you you, have, you feel like you're on top of things, you know what's going on, you know where you're going, those kinds of things. So, you know, when you're you're in that position where you want to make sure that you can understand what your balance sheet is telling you, can understand what your P&L is telling you, what your KPIs are telling you. Um, so if you don't have those kinds of experiences right now, then that's a good sign that you need someone to partner with you to to have that on a regular basis. A lot of people just say, oh, I'm not a numbers person. We hear that a lot, right? Oh, I, I just, I don't look at the balance sheet because I don't, I don't get it. And I think that's easy to do because, I mean, even growing up in school, a lot of people, oh, I'm just not, a, I'm not a, good at math. And you just kind of right. write it off and that's part of your life story that you tell yourself. But it's, if you start digging in and it's something you care about with your business, and you have a CFO who can break these down into terms, and that's important too. You need someone who's not going to make you feel dumb for asking those questions and can break right. it down and explain it to you in layman's terms so that you're not falling asleep too when they're making the explanation. <laughs> it, we make it out bigger than it needs to be. And I myself have been, and still sometimes am, one of those people that's just, oh, I'm not a numbers person. But if you sit down and actually look at the report and have someone walk you through it, it's a lot less complicated than you make it out to be in your own brain. And I think that's yep. important to spend some time on because if you have somebody that you work with, you have a good relationship with, and you can ask those questions and you have open communication that you don't feel like they're being condescending or demeaning answering those questions, I think it makes it a lot more enjoyable to learn about what's going on in your business and to you're not as intimidated to ask those questions too. Right. Absolutely. And I think, and I know, you know, I get into being the accounting geek here, but um, it's very exciting, <laughs> I think, for me to be able to work with business owners just from my own personal experience and hopefully for all CFOs out there, but to work with business owners at that level to help them get that financial picture pulled together. Like, so, you know, they can really understand not only what the numbers say, but what they, what does that mean for the business, right. for the growth of the business and those kinds of things. And to really kind of get that in-depth backstory 
underneath the surface level of things um, because that's really where you can make very impactful decisions and very impactful plans around the business when you really have that kind of that next level of depth going into it. So you want to understand the surface level to at least an extent for the things that are important, but then you also want to kind of go to that next level and the depth underneath it. And that's something that's just really like I said, just really powerful. I just get really giddy over it. <laughs> My accounting geek side, but I just love seeing businesses like in business owners just get to that next level and just get that understanding because it just has so much more meaning for the business in the long run and for their lives in the long run. That's really the core of what we want to get to. And hopefully, like I said, all CFOs feel very much the same. I think they all want to see their businesses succeed and to be a part of that if they're good and worth their salt. So I think that that's just really, you know, something as well that is enjoyable for the CFO, but also for the business owner. Like you said, I mean, at first it's kind of like, ah, no, I don't want to look at that stuff. It's boring. It's confusing. It's whatever, you know, but when you get to the the crux in the back of it, it's like, it's really not, it's really can be very impactful and very exciting for the business owner to, to be like, Oh, and this means this, and we achieve that. And this is really, you know, really exciting to work on your business and, and, you know, not just in your business, but to work on it and see it grow and see the things that these impacts can have for you. So, Yep. Sorry to interrupt your flow there, but I think that's a, an important key part that I didn't want to gloss over. Yes. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. So, yep. Okay. And then just um, like we said before, when things feel like maybe they're getting a little out of control (laughs) in the business and it's growing and it's doing well and those kinds of things, you know, when you're looking at, okay, you really need to look to help start parsing that out, delegating that out to somebody, again, who is not just a doer, not you have to say, well, you do this and you do that, but somebody that really can, you know, grab hold of that role, take charge and, and partner with you in it, but just make sure things are happening and you don't have to be involved in every single detail and you can focus on other parts of the business. So that's another good time to be looking at involving a CFO or virtual CFO in your business. Perfect. All right. Well, I think that wraps up all of our questions, our frequently asked questions that we get about what we do, our services, why a business would need those services. But if you have any other questions, feel free to email us info at pjscpas.com and we'll be happy to answer them. And if any of those things sound like what you're running into in your business, feel free to reach out. We have a free discovery call that you can take advantage of. All of our information is found on our website and you can go back and listen to any of our podcasts as well for more information. Um, We have a wealth of information there, but go to pjscpas.com forward slash contact and you can sign up right there for a free discovery call and more information. Before we wrap up today's call, Katina, did you have any summary that you'd like to throw out? Again, I think it's just, um, it's an exciting part of your business to, to get that insight, to get that information, to work with somebody who can really partner with you on that. So I feel like that's just something that you don't want to miss out on. So, you know, definitely check it out and see how it can benefit you to, to have somebody involved at that level. It's a huge, we've seen huge differences for businesses. Fantastic. And To piggyback off of that, we actually also have case studies on our website too that you can go and look at just to see the results that people have achieved in working with a VCFO. So that's even more information for you and things that you can look at. So thank you so much for joining us. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next time. 
This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.